Would you turn that hillbilly music down for a minute? I can't even hear myself thinking here. What in the world is going on? This here is the eclectic monk. My shiftless cousin, the monk, has drafted me to come in here and tell another story. And it's not even about me. It's about him. But it's a real thing. So hang tight. Things are fixing to get crazy around here. There's that dad burn music again. I, I tell you what, this dumbest thing I think I've ever been a part of. Anyway, this here story is one my cousin has told me so many times it must be true because he never changes the facts. That's tell that you can always know if something is real or not. So over the years, if the facts change substantially, you know they were lying to you the first time. But this one is just a true story. And it's one of those things that could only happen in Smyrna, Georgia, around 1980. Now, for y'all youngins who weren't alive in 1980, it was an interesting time. It was a time when people were buying Corollas instead of Camaros. It was a time when punk rock and new wave music were beginning to hit the radio. And what we were considered classic rock was just, you know, the rock that you listen to on 96 rock on the way to school with your incense burning and the ashtray and your Winstons and your Marlboros tacked up over the window there. You know, it was just a time, you know, you could buy cigarettes. Nobody carded you. They had machines with cigarettes in them. That's right. We all smoked in 1980 and we're all alive today. Anyway, we quit, you know, but in 1980, it was the thing to do. Now, a cousin lived over in Smyrna, and this story starts in a place called Charter Square Apartments, where he and a couple of his buddies were hanging out. And that's a nice place. There was a crystal within walking distance, just right around the corner. And when you walked out of that apartment complex and you crossed over Old Concord Road, you'd be at the backside of the Big Star Shopping Center. And around next to the Big Star Grocery Store, there was a place called Bumper's Junction. Now, Bumper's Junction was a video arcade, children. A video arcade was a place where you went in, and for one quarter a game, you learned how to play your favorite games like Galaga, Pac-Man. My favorite was Defender. That's right, I was saving a planet from a humanoid snatching bunch of alien invaders. Of course, then there was, you know alien invasion and there was asteroids and there was pinball and there was ski ball and there was this ball and that ball. There's all kind of stuff to do. There was games some people played all the time. There's games people never played. It was 1980 and the video revolution had begun. Now at the time we had a friend, well my cousin had a friend. I was not involved in this incident but my cousin had a friend over there named Terry who worked at Bumper Junction and that's one of them places they used to rip you off because you couldn't just put quarters in. You had to go give them money, and they'd give you tokens, and you put the tokens in there. Only thing is, Terry so desperate to be friends with us, uh, my cousin and his buddies, that they would go over, and he would just hand them handfuls of tokens so they could go play the games and not ever give him any money. And he never got caught, as far as we know. Uh, but he probably should have. Anyway, we were headed over. They were, oh, shoot. I was there. I can't even lie. We were headed over. We were walking up the backside of the parking lot. 
And we looked over, and as we were walking by, it was me and the cousin Monk and Barney and Scott and Mike, I believe. And as we're walking by, we look over and we see a late model Dodge, I believe it was, sitting behind the shopping center, kind of tucked up next to the building in the shadows there. And I looked, we looked at it, and then there was an unusual feature of this particular thing. There was a garden hose stuck up in the tailpipe, and the other end of the garden hose was run into the driver's side window. And as we walked by, we looked at it, and we thought to ourselves, well, that looks plumb unusual. That's not something you see every day, even behind the big star in Smyrna, Georgia in 1980. And so, being fine citizens like we were, we told Barney go call the cops. So he ran over there to Bumper Junction to grab the phone, and we walked over to see what was going on. We wanted to investigate this situation. Now, what follows is a true story. I am not making this up. I could not make these things up. If I wanted to, this really happened. We walked up on that car, and we saw that indeed the car was running, and that indeed the water, the water hose was in the tailpipe and into the window of the car, and the rest of the windows was all rolled up, and there was a woman in the car. Well, we realized right then that this woman was trying to do some serious bodily harm to herself, and we could not let that happen, and so we decided we were going to bust the window out of the car. And so we started banging on the car window, trying to knock the window in because the passenger side was blocked and we couldn't get in. We're sitting there banging on it and kicking it, trying to bust the window. We couldn't do it. And finally, one of us got smart enough to walk over to the driver's side and it was actually open. We just pulled the door open. Now, <clears throat> I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that you're in a desperate situation. You're trying to take your own life. You're sitting behind a big star grocery store in Smyrna, Georgia, with a water hose stuck out of your tailpipe into the car, and if somebody came and opened the door, you would just be grateful that they had saved your life. That is not what happened at all, children. Nope, what proceeded to happen was this half-drunk woman came flying out of that car with a carpet knife. If you don't know what a carpet knife is, I would suggest you Google it and you find out what it is. What a carpet knife is is a long piece of metal with a hooked blade on it and a sharp point so that you can use it to cut carpet with. And it's got a wooden handle on it. And when wielded by a crazed drunk woman, it is a violent weapon. This woman was mad. She came out of the car. She was drunk. I mean, she was drunk. She was as drunk as my cousin at the Jimmy Buffett concert, which is a story we might tell someday if he can remember it. But she came out of that car, and she could tell that she had used that knife to rip her wrist up. Her arms were all sliced up. She was bleeding. She was drunk, and she was mad to be alive. And she came out of that car, and she began chasing us around the car. And now there's like three or four of us out there. And so we're out there playing like dodgeball with a crazy woman, trying not to get cut, trying not to get hurt, and trying to talk her off the ledge because this woman was hell-bent on hurting somebody because we had saved her life from her suicide attempt. That's what was going on as we were waiting for Barney to call the police 
from inside Bumper's Junction where he had disappeared. And at this point, we're beginning to worry he might be playing Pac-Man and forgot all about us. Well, it was a crazy, crazy scene. One mad, drunk woman with a carpet knife chasing four teenage boys around and around the car in the parking lot behind the big star grocery store. <sighs> it ends. I'll tell you the ending in just a minute. What, no stupid music this time? That's plum relief. Well, where were we? Let's see. That's right, we were four teenage boys being chased around a car by a drunk, mad, suicidal woman with a hooked carpet knife. As we were running around the car trying to not get killed by this crazed woman who was not settling down. She was not, I repeat, not settling down. She was determined to hurt somebody until the blue flashing lights and the siren of the Cobb County police officer pulled up into the parking lot behind the car and suddenly she got real docile and dropped the carpet knife and we all breathed a huge sigh of relief. And this Cobb County policeman walked up and right behind him came a metro ambulance with his lights and sirens flashing and it pulled up and they took this poor woman and they started asking her some questions and talking to her. Now at this point, we're invested in the story, so we want to see how it's going to end. And so we didn't go back over into Bumper Junction. We were just kind of hanging out to see what was going to go on with this crazy woman. And them nice folks from Metro Ambulance, well, they got out some bandages. They bandaged up her sliced up wrist. They got out some wipes and they cleaned her off a little bit. Officer Cannon quietly picked up the carpet knife and stashed it in the back of the police cruiser so she couldn't use it on anybody. And then they sat there and proceeded to talk to the nice woman. And the nice woman was very polite and she was very calm. She was still slurring her words really bad. And then she was still crazy. But basically, she refused to get in the ambulance. They were offering to take her someplace to get her some help. And she looked at them dead in the face and said, No, I don't want to go to the hospital and get any help. I am fine. Thank you. Now, she didn't say it exactly them words, but this here is a family-oriented podcast, and I'm trying not to use the exact language that she used, but basically what she told them ambulance people was that they could go find something sharp and pointy and do something, you know, unspeakable with it, but she was not going to get in that blankety-blank ambulance and go blankety-blank anywhere. If you can fill in the blanks, you'll know what I mean. And so, because they couldn't just, you know, wrap her up in duct tape and throw her in the back of the ambulance they just left and then she looked over at that Cobb County policeman and she got into her car and she pulled out the back entrance of the big star parking lot there where Bumpers Junction was and got out on Old Concord Road and we were incredulous we were 17 years old, and we looked at that officer, and we said, what in the world? How can you let her go? And I'll never forget the look on his face. He had the biggest smile, and he held up one finger, and he said, wait for it. 
and she went down to Concord Road and she turned right there on Patton Mill going past the Crystal and about the time she would have got to the Crystal parking lot, we heard the sirens go off. He said the Smyrna police been waiting on her because they knew she was going to be coming. It's all right. Now we got her for DUI and we can take her into custody. We can get her some help. And then I'll never forget what he said. He looked at us and he said, boys, you have done a good thing tonight. I want you to know if you ever get in any kind of trouble, you need some help. My name is Officer Cannon. And if you call the Cobb County Police and you ask for me, I will try to help you in any way I can to repay you for the good thing that you did tonight. That's a true story. And I can tell you after that, my opinion of the police changed. I tell you what, policemen have my deepest and dearest respect. These are men that go into places that other people are running away from. These are people that walk into volatile situations and defuse them if they possibly can. These are people who are trained to take control of crazy people and get them the help they need. I'm telling you, the police are not your enemy. The police are your friends. And I figured that out when I was 17 years old because Officer Cannon was a super nice guy and sincerely appreciated the fact that me and my buddies were allowed ourselves to be chased around a car by a crazy drunk woman with a hooked carpet knife. It really happened, folks, right there behind Bumper Junction. I think we went on into the video arcade. I'm not sure if I got a high score or anything, because anything that happened in the arcade was nothing compared to what had happened out in behind the parking lot of Bumper's Junction in Smyrna, Georgia in 1980. Well, folks, it's a real story. It happened just like that, and hopefully that cousin of mine will get off his lazy butt and join you next time. Till that happens, God bless you. I really do appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I, and I do hope that you will share this with your uh, friends. Uh, just send them the link um, for whatever um, outlet you're listening to me on. There's four or five that I'm actually on now, which is pretty cool. Um, if there's a place on your app to like this, I'd appreciate it. If there's a place to rate it, That'd be great. Uh, if you have feedback for me, uh, if you know me, just send me a text. Uh, if you don't know me, you can go to theeclecticmonk.com and you'll find in the contact, there's an email. I would love to have your email address. I would love to get to know you. I would love to share um, my adventure with you. And so again, I, I appreciate you, uh, fellow travelers, all nine of you. If you are one of the nine, hold up your hand and uh, know that you are sincerely appreciated and loved. Till we meet again, have a great day and God bless you.